Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening and welcome to the Man on the Post Extra Time podcast. This is weird. Um, I'm, I'm your host, Ross. And with it is, me, it, it's weird because Chris is here. Chris is here, I know. It's really weird. It's like a supply teacher stepped in for the day, but the teacher's just marking in the corner. Um, yeah. Chris, you here? Yeah, I am. Hello. You all right? Yeah, I'm having a week off. This is lovely. Yeah. I'll take the reins for this one. Um, Adam's here. Hello. And so is Nath. Hey, hey. I figured as this is a Premier League sort of review, and I've got no need to talk about Premier League for at least another couple of years now, I might as well host this That's one and just disappear into the distance. Yeah, it is very <laughs> this, ambitious. This is, your, this is your last hurrah, is this it? This is my swan song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to break this down into two parts. Premier League um, review teams 20 to 11, and then next week the boys will finish off the top 10. And also we're going to preview the FA Cup final, which is tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Look at that. Um, it's, it's important to give the time because... Not yeah. everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start off, Chris, Chris you'd have a quiz. Um, 30, 38 managers this season have taken charge. Name them all. Go. No. Um... <laughs> what, in the Premier League? <laughs> yeah. I think. Who was the uh... first one to lose his job? Oh, Ralph? <laughs> well, technically pre-season, that one. But, yeah, I suppose. What was proper, that? Proper Premier League season, though. Pre-season? Did he not make it to the... Says twenty second of May he left his job. Who's this? Who lost their job Hassan this season? Ralph Ranyak. Oh, oh no, I was about Ranyak. Oh, sorry. No, Hassan Hoodle, Mr. Rabbit Hutch. No, he survived quite away. There was one, two, three. Scott Parker. Four, yeah, it was Scott Parker. Uh, Five yeah. by Bournemouth in August. Yes, yeah, <clears> the <throat> Liverpool game, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Tuchel went, and then Bruno Large went, and then Stephen Gerrard went, and then Hassan Hoodle. Um and Lampard had him. Sad day all round. Yeah. Lasted till January. Um, Jesse Marsh lasted a week later. Um, Nathan Jones came in. Remember him? Yeah, it stopped the quadruple. <laughs> he came in and uh, disappeared very quickly. Uh, who else was saying? Patrick Vieira, Antonio Conte, Brendan Rogers, Graham Potter, uh, Javi Gracia. Lots and lots of players. Uh, managers gone out. There's loads of been interims. Lampard's almost managed to relegate two teams, but got away with both of them in the end, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but yeah, fun season. Thirty-eight. It's a record that is for that many uh, managerial take, managers taking charge of games in the Premier League in one season. Because Chris just Christian Stellini also counts, I guess, doesn't he? Because he took charge a little bit. Was he the PE teacher? From no, that was Michael Scubala. Okay. At least, yeah, Stellini was the uh, Tottenham one for a little bit. Yeah, so many, um, so well, many. The, anyway. He was the uh, he was the caretaker manager who got fired. Yeah. A rarely seen caretaker manager who gets fired. Ryan Mason took the interim interim manager's job, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and did a fantastic job of guiding Tottenham to eighth place in the Premier League. But anyway, that's for next week. Let's oh, start. Ryan Mason, I didn't realise till his first match of the day interview that he yeah. was from down south. I always thought he was from Hull or something. Is he? Where's he from? I don't know, but he had like a sort of London southern accent. 
Is that just because he played for Hull? Is that what made you think that? I think so, he, yeah. He played for Hull once and you're like, <laughs> that's it. He must be from there. He's from Enfield. They all must be. <laughs> He's from Enfield, which is in London. There you go. That's Tottenham. <clears throat> yeah. He's oh, he's home. from Tottenham, isn't he? He knows the club, doesn't he? he came through, but he also came through the Tottenham Academy. Yeah, he did. Which makes Chris's Hull suggestion even more ludicrous. <laughs> he did play for Hull, didn't he? Yeah, for yeah. two years. Until his okay. face got caved in and then, yeah, he retired. Yeah, he played six. He played 16 games, Chris. Well done yeah. for remembering them all. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, Premier League. Um, Southampton finished bottom, 20th, played 38 games, of course. Won only six, drew seven, lost 25, conceded 73 goals. Signing a goalkeeper from League One Portsmouth did not work out great for Southampton in the end, as it turns out. Um, how would you kind of rate their season, Nath? Um, Pretty terrible, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what answer you could have given there, but wasn't that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, it, ex- was it expected? Um, probably not expected because I, I would say at the start of the season you would have predicted at least three teams who were probably in a worse position to go down at the start of the season. But yeah, as the season sort of started to take shape, you straight away labelled them as maybe they're in a bit of trouble here, um, and then. They hired Nathan Jones, and to be honest with you, I think everyone will just say the rest is history. That was brilliant. <laughs> um, so yeah, at least they gave us a bit of comedy along the way. But yeah, he was good value. I just, it, it's just an odd choice. It, it wasn't a very Southampton choice in my mind. Like they've always, they've, you know, re, in recent times they've gone for sort of like these unknown, not not necessarily unknown, but sort of un, unfancied foreign yeah. managers who've come in and. Done a little bit of the job, but yeah, clearly Nathan Jones wasn't the answer. I think at the, t- at the time when they appointed him, I, I don't think it was a bonkers, crazy decision. He did well at Luton once, didn't yep. work out from its toe. Did well at Luton a second time, um, and it was good to see them take a chance on someone from a lower league, which you don't get all the while. So I, I, initially, it didn't seem that crazy an appointment. Obviously, they didn't do any sort of personality test or anything but anything like that those psychometric test at his interview that you sometimes get because uh, they might have revisited that sort of decision but yeah. I don't think at the time it, it seemed that crazy until he first opened his mouth yeah until he started talking and had a, a David Brent-esque levels of ego about him what's the uh, you two guys obviously down there what was the word on Radio Solent and other sort of the streets <laughs> down your way about Southampton season I work with a Saints fan and She's has she's seen it coming since about well the end of the Hasnoot era basically she knew it was kind of over because they they bought well in the summer but they didn't buy experience they bought a lot of young promising players mm. but you need a bit of experience mixed in there and James Ward Prowse alone is not enough really and they just don't have a goal scorer thirty six goals this season is the second lowest behind Everton Adam Armstrong's been a real bad buy for them isn't it uh, yeah you, I can see why they do it you take your chance on the hot shot from the championship but yeah. If he doesn't start firing, you, you're knackered, really. And no, I mean, it, it kind of worked with, with Che Adams, didn't it? The yeah, last Che Adams. Tried it with. Yeah, he gets about eight or nine goals a season, doesn't he? Which, if you've got someone else chipping in, yeah, all right. But yeah, they've they've not had that really all season. Um, but yeah, she she was as soon as Nathan Jones came in, she said, "That's it, we're doomed." He's a knobhead, basically. Was basically a words. Oh, before <laughs> he'd even done anything. Yeah, yeah, and he just kind of confounded that, didn't he, with um, every press conference he had after that. Yeah. 
<laughs> she, quite, she quite liked Ruben Sellers, but she's disappointed that he's he's already gone, isn't he? He was fired. Um, he's out the door now, and they've got the guy who was at Swansea, Russell Martin. Russell Martin, yeah. So he's going to take over. And they, they, they Swansea play nice football, nice attacking football. So I think they'll do well in the championship next season. Yeah, I was saying that to a, a Southampton fan at work because when they hired um, Russell Martin as well, like. Mm. Um, like Swansea seemed to be getting it together as well. Like it's like, from what I understand, if the season had been like a month longer, maybe yeah, Swansea might Swansea might even have been promoted because they might have just caught into the playoffs and they were the form team. But yeah, yeah, just outside, yeah, three points off. They missed the one for the last five games, so they can were just, flying. Can I just ask Adam? So he's got his XG WhatsApp group. He's got his brother down the gym, and now he's got people at work as well. He's talking to about football. Yeah, you realise, Chris, it's not it's not just you I talk to about football. <laughs> Is, that, is like, that the illusion you were under? That you, you were like, like my. You got like a whole harem of people to talk to about football. What do you talk to people about? It's but do you know why? It's because I can't talk to them about Love Island. <laughs> uh, I haven't. I haven't really got anybody to talk to. But so yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. There's the there's the other issue. Yeah. <laughs> I work at home, so um, yeah, I haven't really got anybody. Just yourself. Yeah, just myself. Really. Your own echo chamber. Oh, yeah, okay, Chris. Great. Good point, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's me talking to another guy called Chris. Not. <laughs> well, we have to go to work today, David. No, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think they'll be fine going down. They, the championship looks quite strong next season. There's a lot of kind of clubs that did well this year that just missed out on playoffs as well. Um, with the three teams coming down, I think Leicester are the ones that are in the biggest sort of financial. Problem. But those teams, the, the reason the championship's wild is because the money is so all over the place and the parachute payments play yeah. such a big effect that and you put together a team, you can't hold together a team. If you, I remember thinking that, and like the amount of teams, it was when I realised that Sheffield Wednesday were in the League One playoffs. Yeah. And I was like, weren't they in the, in the championship playoff <laughs> final not that long ago? 96 points and still finished third. Right? Um, Insane. So, like, there's a lot of clubs in the championship that's been wild, the recently, it? like Watford, Norwich, Swansea, West Brom. They've all they've all been around fairly recently. Middlesbrough, as well. Sheffield United and Burnley obviously coming straight back up. So, I think Saints will be fine financially. Got no problems. Lots of young players. If they can keep hold of a, a fair majority of them, they should be okay. And we know Armstrong scored goals in the championship as well. So, and these aren't the 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 three teams coming down aren't. Um, your sort of battle-hardened uh, championship um, no teams who who are doing that sort of yo-yoing before they maybe try and sustain a place. So they're not mm. none of these none of these teams are going to even if they retain a good degree or any of their squad. None of the not many of them are going to have sort of championship experience. No, not really. I was um, I was talking to uh, one of the lads at the tip about this and. Um... So that's so much weirder than me talking to someone at work. <laughs> you trying to throw wood in the, the household bit? Yeah, that was it. And, you know. <laughs> Waiting for someone to come over so he can talk to them. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He can read the signs. He's just desperate for a friend. <laughs> um, no, I was wondering about this because they got that Alcaraz who looked fairly decent when they bought him in January. Yeah. There was another guy they spent a lot of money on and he didn't score till the last game of the season against Liverpool. And you saying that they've bought young players last summer. Mm. Um, James Ward-Prowse is going to go. They're going to be left with quite an inexperienced 
team in the championship. And, and it is quite a brutal place, isn't it, the championship? And Yeah, I if you don't get off to a good start, you're, you're knackered, basically. Well, you are, yeah. And uh, it might come as quite a culture shock to these young players <clears> if they <throat> hang around at Southampton um, next season. Yeah, no. They've not got a lot of experience there because they've been in the Premier League for a long time now. So the Championship experience is gone and they've replaced mm. it with talented youngsters from across the globe. Um, anyway. well, the trick they did, to be fair, the trick they did was they never had a Championship team. They went straight from League One. They kept that League One team. Yeah. Yeah, got them to the Premier League and then sold them all and never replaced yeah. them. Yeah. Um, finishing 19th was Leeds United. Uh, won seven games, drew 10, lost 21, conceded 78 goals, even more than Southampton. Off you um, go, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a disaster. I'm not even annoyed. Like, I, I genuinely don't well, care. Well, I didn't come across last week when Ryan posted that um, Twitter the, link. The Lampard one. Too, yeah, you said it was too soon. Well, yeah, it's Frank Lampard, Chris. <laughs> it's always going to be too soon. Um, I, I feel it really, I feel really hard to be bothered about this because the heart of the club has been ripped out over the past couple of years. I'm, I'm a widow of Bielsa. It, it happens to lots of fans across the globe. Across the globe, he made us feel special as Leeds fans. We had something with him, and then he was gone, and everything has just turned to shit since then. Mainly in the, the form of Jesse Marsh, and the fact that we were relegated with Sam Allardyce in charge is just the cherry on the cake of that everything when, wrong. When and that's the real leave. kicker, isn't it? Yeah, like you can sort of. We could have kept Harry Gracia. It was pointless like replacing him. You make decisions. You, you see the club make decisions, and like then, very rarely are they going to get uh, all of them or even a, a lot of them right. And yeah. when when clubs do make a lot of decisions right in a short period of time, it really can turn their fortunes around. Yeah. Um. So, at least the you could see the sort of joined up thinking of the Jesse Marsh decision. Like it didn't work. He was supposed to be, yeah. He, they'd but been tracking him for a, two years and he was supposed to be the natural successor. But it was a continuation. Of, it was a continuation of the project though, wasn't it? Even if it, even In if theory, it wasn't yeah. identical, it was football of a similar style. Yeah. Um, especially if we're going to, if we're plotting them on a spectrum and we've got Bielsa at one end and we've got Allardyce at the other <laughs> Marsh gets to be down this end somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, yeah. I think, as well, I think, when did Bielsa leave you? Was it about March uh, or last year? I think it was February. It's yeah. Like, and quite it, a long time. I remember reading a stat out on this podcast a couple of weeks ago that in the last two years, Leeds have conceded something like 150 goals. goals. Yeah. So some of this is on Bielsa. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But the majority of this is on the board. And the fact that that first season back, we finished ninth. We lost Pablo Hernandez. We lost Gianni Elioski, who were two like heartbeats of the club, and they weren't replaced. We bought Dan James, fine, and Junior Firpo, who is a competition winner as a footballer. That was the it's, two investments they made. It's another example of um, a team where Bielsa bought up a a championship squad, kept up a championship squad. Yeah, who did did some really good things and. I mean, Bielsa's the Bielsa story is always one that sort of um, burns burns brightly, but not for a particularly long time. Yeah, Every, sat on a bucket. Everyone knows that. Um, but so, like, he's going to burn out some players. You're going to need to replace them, and that's where the 
it seems that the overarching philosophy above the club hasn't really, really dealt with those things. And you've, yeah, let's not pretend you've sold some, sold some players at some. You made you made money on. Made, let's made some serious money on Rafinha and yeah, we bought him for twelve million, sold him for sixty reportedly, and all profit on Calvin Phillips. And it's, it's just invested badly. Like the 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 party line was always right out that Bielsa was hard to buy players for. The players that we have since bought were the players that he turned down. Brendan Aronson, awful. Statistically, the worst player in the Premier League this season. Him. Um, Rasmus Christiansen, awful. The, the, the list goes on. The only good one we bought was Lewis Sinistera, but he is made of glass and has been injured most of the season. Dante? <laughs> he was bought by the chairman because Jesse Marsh didn't want him. Didn't think he was good enough. And... <sighs> Big Sam didn't use him at all. And, yeah, it's it's just been a shambles from beginning to end. Weston McKenney is the one that's taken most of the stick on Twitter from the Leeds fans because he's just not looked interested. And if he didn't want to sign there, don't sign the contract. Stay at Juventus. Go somewhere else. Like, what? I just, uh, I don't get it. I'm just not. Have you seen the article in The Athletic today about all the Leeds players and whether they should be kept or. Yeah, the Phil Hay one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting some of the names on there as what they talking about they should be doing next they were talking about retaining quite a few players weren't they yeah I think Tyler Adams is the main one they want to retain he's mm. kind of give him the captain's armband make him the, the heartbeat of the club the new Calvin Phillips the new David Batty sort of style footballer but, honestly he's the only one I want to retain the rest of them can go I don't care get rid of all of them on the plus side, Russ, none of them have been good enough to make you think that they should stick around. Exactly. It's not like people are going to be desperately fighting for them. No, exactly. I want to keep the young ones. I want to keep Archie Gray, who's killing it for England under 18s at this World Cup they're at right now, the European Championships. Um, Darko Jaebi, who we got on in return for Calvin Phillips, along with loads of money. Keep him, because he's doing really well for them as well. Crescenzo uh, Somerville, keep him, I think, if we can. Yeah. He'd be good. Yeah, he's done all right in the championship. Scored a few goals for Sunderland. I think he'd make a good um, kind of reserve striker for us in there. But uh, the rest of them, I don't really care. Like, I mean, <laughs> are they the, the rest of them you don't care about? Are they saleable? Uh, Jack Harrison will bring in a fair amount of money because he signed a new five-year deal after we almost sold him to Leicester and told him to come back. Um, I suppose we could get some money for Sinistera, but again, he's incredibly injured. Ilan Melier, if his kind of reputation isn't completely destroyed by conceding a million goals in the past two seasons, could make some money. But the rest of them are going to lose money on Mark Rocker. We paid £15 million for him. He's dreadful, and he's not made for the championship. I can't I can't see where we're not going to... The good thing is, we're in a position where we don't need to sell them. We can... We're in a pretty good financial situation, so there's not a massive need to flog them like we did the last time we went down. And they've all got 50 to 60% um, wage cut things put into their contract. So we can keep them and make a go at promotion with them, but I don't want to get rid of them. Why not go? So, so yeah. at least you haven't gone for Peter Ridsdale, at least. No, exactly. We've been fairly well run. Um, in that regard. Yeah, exactly. The, the contract situations have been quite um, clever, really. Um, Rodrigo will leave he's just got back into the Spain squad he's on 100 grand a week he'll want to leave and kind of get into the, the next sort of European Championship squad I guess for Spain um, but again he's 33 and got a year left on his deal so we'll take a cut price a couple of million pounds for him probably what we paid What's... 33 million for him 
what's the talk about the names as the new manager? Uh, Carlos Corbran, who's the West Brom boss currently, did a really good job there. Did a really good job at Huddersfield before, and he was one of Bielsa's coaches um, before. It's him, Stevie G. Hasn't he turned you down already once already? Yeah, but he can see the writing on the wall. I think the fact that there might now be a project to right. get us back up. Um, don't be the to don't be the guy. Be the guy after the guy. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be David Moyes <laughs> or any of the others after Ferguson. Um, Brendan Rogers is kind of the, the main target. There's four names on the list. Apparently, it's Corran Rogers, uh, Reggie Libris. No idea who he is. I think he's in France somewhere. Lorient and Graham Potter. They're the four names apparently that we're targeting. So. Potter and Rogers aren't going to drop drop down, are they? Depends. We what does Rogers Potter, do? Potter's not, but what for chances? Like Rogers has essentially got relegated as well. What's he going mean, to wait for? We we know that. Wait for Crystal Palace. Maybe. We know that, but we're talking about a man who has a portrait of himself in his front room when he was Liverpool manager. So you know, true. He might still think he's, but he might also worthy. see it's Leeds United. Let's get them back up there and get put along with the best managers that we've had. Like, mm. but yeah, I mean. I'll take anyone at this point that isn't Sam Allardyce or Steven Gerrard. So. Frank Lampard. I... <laughs> Thankfully, Frank Lampard's like a million to one on the, the, the betting odds. So Neil I... Warnock's got better odds. The way you sell it to um <laughs> the way you sell it to Brendan Rogers is anything if it's good enough for Bielsa, why isn't it good enough for you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I quite like the sound of Rude Van Nistelrooy, but I don't see a lot of Leeds fans take into that, I'll be honest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's Leeds. They're down. They may be back up. Probably won't be, though. Um, Leicester finished 18th. They gave it a valiant effort on the final day. Um, but thanks to Bournemouth rolling over and having their bellies tickled by Everton, Leicester have gone down. Um, won nine games, drew seven, lost 22. Fairly decent goal difference, really, minus 17. But they're gone. They're doomed. We mentioned in our WhatsApp chat, Chris, they've not got a lot of saleable assets, have they? They got a lot of players out of contract soon mm. who aren't going to fetch a transfer fee. However, they will be lost off of the books, which I guess is a a good thing. Yeah. Um, but they have got they have got some very big saleable assets in Madison and Harvey Barnes. Yeah, Nate, would you want Madison at Arsenal? He's been linked to Arsenal forever now. Um, I just don't know where he fits in. If I'm honest, mm. is it? Don't get me wrong; he's a good player. You know, he is a good player. Um, yeah. But when you've got Martin Odegaard playing in that position. He's not going to. Realistically, no one's going to move Martin Odegaard out of that team. So, no. what what do you do with him? Do you buy him and sit him on the bench? Like I say, depth. I Mad- Mad- Madison's not going to do that, is he? Let's be honest. You know, it's what Man City would do, though. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's he's a good player, but I, I just don't see where he'd fit into the team for mm. us personally. But he will be a a fantastic buy for somebody. I do think, yeah. and and. I, I rate I rate Harvey Barnes above James Madison. Every game that I've watched Leicester, it's always been Harvey Barnes that's yeah, been the, the man who just catches your eye every time. I'd, yeah. I'd love to. I'd, I'd take Harvey Barnes hundred percent, even if we can't fit him into the team. I'd take him because he's that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Is he an actually? Is he an actually still in contract as well? That's another another player who should fit. You'd think would fetch a. I think he is. Yeah, fair fee. Chris mentioned him as one of the set of assets, didn't you? Mm. I. It's, they're a weird. It's been a weird season. I don't know who the director of football is, um, but the fact that they let Schmeichel go, I know given his age and everything, but at the same time, his replacement really, really wasn't ready to step no. up. Um, Welp fast started okay, but 
he's he's not done great since. And they've let all these players come. Well, to it the wasn't him, was it? It was Danny Ward first. <laughs> yeah, Watfast is a defender. Yeah. So, um, oh, sorry, we're talking about the replacement for Shamago. No, sorry, I, I was sorry, I was briefly. Um, and it, if you look at Leicester's start, the Leicester start was atrocious. And when the World Cup came along, everyone said, "Oh, this is great. Leicester can have a month off." Uh, Brendan's yeah. got time to sort of coach the players that haven't gone to the World Cup, and James Madison will get fit, and it'll all be coming at Millhouse afterwards. And it didn't. They. It, they didn't keep a clean sheet after the World Cup. I think I can remember reading this out. It was like sort of March or something was their first clean sheet. They were just atrocious. When know. they kept one against Newcastle last, like... Oh, when Newcastle were the first about nine times, didn't they? Ten days or so, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. one, Newcastle did that. But two, it was like <laughs> their first clean sheet in 21 or 22 games. Yeah, and... That's poor coaching by Rogers, which is really his thing. That, that, some of that's unfair. He was gone by then. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you can't blame it. him from those games between when he got fired to when he played Newcastle. They're not. Yeah, you, you, uh, <laughs> no, I think they are in a, in a in a way because he was there for what four years. Um, Who's so they getting? They've got Dean Smith, like, didn't they, to replace yeah, him? It's not like everything they've learned under Rogers will go as soon as Dean Smith comes along. He's still gonna, he's still gonna know it. But I mean, there's this maybe management. maybe Dean Smith has got one of those. Um, um, Men in black Raygun things. <laughs> you, we don't know. So out of contract, okay. Tielemans is out of contract too. That's a massive loss. They could have sold him for a lot of money earlier. But they should have. But also, the the thing they did with Tielemans, which was really stupid, was that he wanted to go last summer and they yeah. didn't sell him. And he wanted to go in January and yeah. they didn't sell him. And at least definitely by January, he was just so, like, he was disinterested. Yeah. He down tools, isn't he? Yeah, really. Um, not to kind of dismerge him, but yeah, he they could have. He's only twenty six. He will be a Premier League player again next season, without doubt. Um, so on you... he'll be a big Premier League player. He'll be playing in a top six club. Mm. Yeah, I'd be quite Tottenham. happy if we went from. Yeah, you need midfielders. He's free. That's that's yeah. perfect for a Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, United, definitely. United, Arsenal were linked with him the whole time he was supposed to be being sold. Mm. Replacement for Janet Janet Gracker, they. Um. Yeah, I would. Um, the only thing that seemed to come to light when we were being linked with him was possibly him being a bit lazy and getting back, which is not what Arteta accepts mm. in his team at the moment. It's you get back if you're going forward, you get back twice mm. as quick, kind of thing. Um, yeah. But if we could drill that into him, I think he'd be a perfect replacement for Jaka. Yeah, I think yeah, um, the other big loss on three is really Sancho. I think he's a pretty solid Premier League defender. Isn't he? He's off to Spain. I think he's Atleti or something. I saw him um, okay. returns with. Because okay. okay. um, he's a done deal, isn't he? But Gary Lineker was saying a match of the day last week, and I was talking to the lads in the charity shop about this. Um, there was Gary Lineker was saying, if you told me ten years ago that Leicester would get promoted, stay up in their first season, Premier League we win in the second season, quarterfinals of the Champions League. Semi-finals of another European Championship FA Cup winners, then relegated ten years later. He would have taken that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but then you get the feeling. I get the feeling that well, there's a a non-zero chance, considering what I said earlier, that we'll be reading articles that say ten years ago today, Leicester defied (laughs) the defied the odds to win the to win the Premier League. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow they have to play to save their future. To, to tomorrow they get relegated <laughs> to League One. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a very strong possibility of that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and I think Rory Smith was talking on the Monday Night Club on Five Live. He was talking about the fact that Leicester have given us 
so much narrative over the last 10 years and he, he thinks they are the football club in the, they're the Premier League club that has given people the most things to write and talk about over the last 10 years arguably I mean the amount of manager Chelsea have got through might rival them for page space but yeah I reckon Leicester have yeah, they've, certainly the season one, the Premier League was it was all it was incredible. But, and the season was, before was, that was the great the was Renegade. like a great escape, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, and then Nigel, um, Nigel Pearson talking about ostriches, and yeah. then his, his son getting <laughs> caught up in that video and having to be sacked rather murkily and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Even little thing, and then the helicopter crash. It was like you know, there's been all sorts connected to Leicester in the Premier League the last ten years. Yeah, true. Um, staying up, our oh, Everton in seventeenth. Adam, you must be delighted. Another mm. season of stinking the joint out next year. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel like it's just a matter of time now, or can they actually push on and sort of push on to up the where, Well, yeah, Crystal Palace <laughs> heights of eleventh, something like that. Because they seem to. Apparently, they seem to be consistently pushing down. <laughs> so, out of contract, uh, Everton. Yerry Mina, he's out of contract. Tom Davis. He's gone, yeah. Tom um, Davies. Andros Townsend. Uh, yeah. Seamus is finally out of contract. Yeah. Asamir Begovic and Andy Lonigan, who I didn't realise was still playing. Even did I. In League One. <laughs> Incredible. Champions <laughs> yeah. League winner, Andy Lonigan. Yeah. And Connor Cody, the option has not been, they've not bought him. No, um, or the. Um, gone back to Wolves, isn't he? Or the other guy, the um, oh, Ruben Villager. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that But yeah, what do you make of this? Another season of struggle. Lampard obviously was a disaster. Um, Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Is Dice the future? Do you stick with Dice no. and let him rebuild? I mean, I, I absolutely don't want them to. Right. Um, I didn't want them to hire Dice and them. At the beginning, yeah, I got all excited when there was Biasa talk grass. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen how it, private messages about it. <laughs> I've seen how it uplifted your spirits. <laughs> I wanted a piece of that actually. Maybe love um, again. Yeah, it's just so dire. Like, and the last thing you want when it's already dire is to be playing dire, dire football. Courtesy of Sean Dyche, isn't it? Like. Well, yeah, like what is the end goal with Sean Dyche? It's ultimately relegation, as we saw with Burnley. Yeah, he can only do it for so long. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as someone full of like inspiring ideas. Who he doesn't even make the claim that Allardyce makes that if he had better players, <laughs> he'd play better football. At least, Allard- at least Allardyce had the had the had the yeah. uh, the, the idea to lo- to lie about that. He he, he said what he said that Guardiola and Arteta and all couldn't. Um, would like couldn't get this list leads into perform. No, they couldn't. No, you're just as good as them at doing that. What is it you would like? So you had the vibes guy in Ancelotti. You had the tactician in Rafi. You've had um, the up and coming coach making his career in Lampard. Now you got the salty sea dog that keeps you up in Daesh. What what do you you think Everton need? And given their financial constraints, will they be able to get what you think? Um, a bit of fun. <laughs> but just want to give me that. Is it funny if you're getting if you've got those players out of contract, you haven't got any money to buy anybody else because you're paying for this stadium? Is not Dyche the sort of player, the sort of manager you need rather than want? <laughs> well, you say he's he might not be the hero you want right now, but he's, <laughs> he's the hero this club needs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, pretty much that. Is, is he not suited for where Everton are at the moment? I'm just saying what the guys at the bus stop were saying, right. 
right, right. They're good lads at the bus stop, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, <laughs> I mean, is is he not practically speaking what you need at Everton? No, just have someone for, like <laughs> who? Anyone? Well, you've had Lampard. You've had you had the yeah, fun but... guy in Ancelotti, and he Lampard's cleared off the things he could. No, but you've had different genres of manager. Ancelotti was, but the the thing is, Ross, uh, Chris, sorry, um, is that the 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 problems aren't just confined to the manager, right? Because, like, let's look at well, where did just looking at the table, Fulham tenth. Who's their manager? Yeah, Marco Silva. Yeah, (laughs) familiar name. Yeah, I remember him. That kind of backs up my point in the fact that Everton are so. Stunk out with no money at the moment because you build. It's not about stable. the money. It's not just about the money either. It's Jesse about J the. Said it was. It's about the. Dis- I don't. Jesse J said. Jesse it was. J did say it's about. <laughs> it was about the money, yeah. <laughs> but she's famously a Man City fan. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, say, she said it wasn't about the money, didn't she? <laughs> Which is why she was a Man City fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think no. it is about the money. I think it's about the decision making and. Uh, but isn't that dictated by what money you have? No, because we've seen lots of clubs make good decisions on with not not a lot of money. Like there are lots of teams ahead of Everton in the in the table playing better football that have smaller budgets and tighter constraints. Look at Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Like and we've just talked about managers who've got Look at the, Bielsa is the prime example. Is in Bielsa got a Leeds team full of Championship players, not just finishing ninth, but playing great football in the Premier League. Yeah, beating Man City at the same main road then. Just where the Etihad's where it's called. Like you're the you're <laughs> the main you're you're the main opponent, Chris. Of like that football should be fun. No, I'm not. I'm just talking practically speaking from where no, no, but, are at the moment. Well, I mean, you, like, you you very much subscribe to the idea of of fun football being better than good football. Yes, well, funny, fu- funny. <laughs> I funny think you football. mean fun. I do. You think you, I know you mean funny, but I, I'm I'm going yeah. to butcher the quote for the sake of my argument. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, football should be entertaining, and oh, I'd exactly, rather yeah. I'd rather see us play entertaining football and lose. Yeah. Then, like, if we're going to be rubbish, and the stats from the last two seasons suggest we're probably going to be rubbish again. Why do you want to tune in to watch um, watch us lose sort of like 2-0 to, to Man United where we valiantly try and keep them out, can't do anything, and our only real attacking threat is trying to launch it to um, to centre-halves at corners and free kicks? <laughs> yeah. like, but given as that is your... Given is that that is what you need to do to stay in the then Premier League. Rele- the then get relegated well, playing good football. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, are you going to attract with the tools that Everton have at the moment? Are you going to attract an exciting manager like what you want? But again, exciting. What does exciting manager mean? Exciting manager doesn't have to be someone with pedigree. It's not like I'm saying go out there and try and sign like. Um, Let's, let's go and get Nagelsmann. He'll do a good job. Yeah. Some of the people that are, are free and could come in without ever to have to pay any money for them. Um, Daniel Farkas left Dortmund, hasn't he? He's, a, he's available. Premier League experience. Uh, They're getting relegated. Rafa. Patrick Vieira. Graham Potter. He could be interested in Everton rebuild, definitely. 
Uh, Brendan, I think... Brendan could see that Everton job as one he takes definitely. Let's hold think... on to. Let's hold on to. Uh, we can hold on to Dyche for a season. Wait for Newcastle to finish sixth and wait for Eddie Howe to get Eddie Howe. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the for me the problem at Everton isn't the manager. It's above. I think they need to sort the shop out and then, and then go for the. Yes, exactly. The, the, the prime example of things being an absolute shower of shit at Everton is hiring Rafa Benitez, watching that turn to turn to an absolute disaster, selling your best player in January to keep him happy, and then two weeks later firing Rafa Benitez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of sums up the season, not, right? That's then. not joined up thinking, is it? No, and that's what I mean. It's. To be, you know, we're having a debate about the manager. I don't think it really matters. You can put anyone you want in there, but if if there's that sort of disjointed thinking at the top, you're going to get nowhere. You, you can put. It's almost like the Chelsea situation in a way, isn't it? At the moment, you can put whoever mm. you want in there, but until until the people upstairs stop finding around, it doesn't matter who's going to be sat in the dugout. Except at Chelsea, the squad isn't terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that, the squad yeah. is there. Yeah. yeah, the squad is there, but. Like I, I had this, I, I think we did we talk about it on the podcast where I asked how many people, how many, um, before the end of the season and all the the changes in contract, how many Everton players were getting the Leicester team? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did we say Jordan Pickford? That was it. Jordan Pickford, yeah, and then Connor said maybe Tarkovsky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why, why are you not keeping Yerry Mina? I mean, he scored the goal against Wolves and he's played very well in the game against Bournemouth. <laughs> Is that is that literally all it is? Just the, I think just the, is he, the money. Is it is he, is he not made a plus to scene though? Yeah, he's played hardly any games this. Yeah. I mean, if you look, he played like seventeen percent of the minutes. Okay, and I think he's on hundreds of <laughs> pounds a week. Okay. <laughs> just to your point, Adam, um, there was a weird like the, the last game that Bielsa was in charge of Leeds was a four-one loss to Tottenham. Um, to your point of playing fun football but still losing, we got we we had twenty-five shots on goal that game. And we lost four one, but we still attacked. We lost four yeah. one to Tottenham on the last day of this season, and could barely I can barely remember a single shot on to- a goal apart from the one <laughs> we scored. Like I, your point, it, it it rings true with me. You want something fun to watch, even if you're losing, doesn't matter. You can still enjoy like especially, football, especially when you're you when the two of us compared to say Chris and, and Nathan. Like we know that our teams aren't going to compete for the Premier League. Yeah, so be fun. Well, given the squad, exactly. I think that's kind of my point. Given the squad makeup you've got there at the moment, and given the lack of funds, but your at your the moment, point is, I don't, I see your point, Chris, but your point essentially is be rubbish and stay in the Premier, uh, be boring and stay in the Premier League instead of be fun and maybe get relegated. Oh no, that's not my point. I mean, I, I'd rather be fun than get relegated. But I'm trying to say, any manager whose career is dependent upon not getting teams relegated when they come in, they're not going to want to. No, they're going to do a, a, a job. To, yeah, or any manager that wants to play exciting, fun football isn't going to choose Everton if he's got the choice of other things. I mean, if you look at something like Brentford, if you, if you see Thomas Frank staying there for long, if the position comes available there, where are you going to go, Brentford or Everton? He'll be a six-month Tottenham manager at some point in his career. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so are you going to go to uh, a team like Brentford or are you going to go to um, Everton? Even yeah. Palace haven't got a, a manager this season. They, they have, Zaha's out of contract. But you've got Elise, you've got Eze, you've got young, exciting players there. Mm-hmm. Given the choice of if you're a fun manager, Everton or another team, where are you going to go? I think that there's still like a 
a degree of historic pull that you can trade on, right? Reputation. I think you're right. I think that's a good trade. Yeah. I mean, if, in a year's time, in a year's time, what would hopefully be a pretty nice new stadium, like. There's a, there's a there's a project to be had at Everton. There is a project. There's, they've got history. They've got a new stadium coming. There's a, there's positives, but again, again for me, it's literally just if you can come in and, and be given a bit of cash and be left alone to do your job, Everton is still an attractive place to go. Because I think that I think that size of club plays plays in for something. Because I think like when you if you go back to us talking about Rogers in and Leeds. If you just swap Leeds and Brentford and the positions they're in mm. and say, or the, even just the names on the club and say, Brentford have just been relegated, Rogers can go and, go and be them. And I, I don't think we're having that discussion. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think the other thing about the new stadium as well, if you think if you look at Arsenal's fortunes after they moved into the Emirates and Spurs' fortunes now, sort of four or five years after moving into their new stadium, that can be a bit of a... Can't get much worse, Chris. Around your neck. Can't oh, exactly. get much worse. It can be a bit of a millstone around your neck. So the stadium, new stadium, might not be as shiny and attractive to any potential new manager, would it? Maybe that's the. Maybe we're slow playing this. Maybe this is part of the thing. We're like, right, be rubbish now. <laughs> then when the new stadium, when the new stadium is built, yeah, mm. yeah, it's, you, you're coming in at ground zero. Uh, <laughs> you've got you've got a new stadium that's going to generate that money that you're after to build your team in your image. Everton FC. Yeah. That as a manager, that's how I would look at it. It'd be right. I've got a new ground. I'm getting money in. That's good. I've got a team that I can do something with. But with the money that's being generated, plus any new investment, if Mashiri decides to go, or if they sort the crap out at the top of the club, that you know, you've got a solid basis there. And, a, and yeah. a I think there's going to be some. I think there'll be some news around investment shortly. I think that there was um, some deals that were close to being done regarding some fresh investment, and I think maybe the spectre of relegation hanging over them was going to be a, uh, a huge sort of issue for any potential investors that they were like, why wouldn't we just wait 10 days for this to be get cleared up before <laughs> <How> we... Is... <laughs> How is the stadium being funded? Uh, money from or set against? Uh, yeah, I think a lot yeah. of it is coming from the council. Oh, was it okay. <laughs> um, debt? I think. I think we have. I think we have a. I think we have a like a debt deal that's with the council. I think it is actually. Yeah. Okay, so my my point is just when you move into the stadium, will there be money to spend, or spend, or will it be going on paying off this? Get that built the stadium. They'll just get Liverpool in as lodgers, charge them rent. Yeah. <laughs> they, they couldn't share before about 140 <laughs> years ago. They're not going to do it now. Fine, it's all peaceful now. Um, let's move on anyway. Let's move on to Nottingham Forest. They finished 16th, uh, 38 points for 38 games. Um, did it right, didn't they? Signed a ton uh, of dep- players. Depends what you mean, right? The money well spent on Jesse Lingard. Well, yeah, exactly. He's now out of contract and been released um, already. Um, they've also released Kayla Navas, or he's out of contract, sorry, Jack Colback, Andrew Ayu, um, Lyle Taylor, Chris Wood, and Cafu, apparently. He must be ancient. How is he playing for them? Cafu must be exhausted. Yeah. 
<laughs> at 50 years old. Um, but yeah, they've released six players today already, and their squad list on transfer market is fucking huge. I was going to say, some of those players they want to keep anyway, right? There was talk that they they were still re- kind of interested in uh, in keeping Kayla Navas around. Yeah, as you would be. He's a very good keeper. Even at his advanced age, he's still really good. Um, I'm, I'm glad Lyle Taylor's gone. He had an annoying penalty style. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. He he would walk up to he wouldn't run he would right. walk up to the ball kick it and then not bother celebrating. I think he's the guy that sat out. He was out of contract in that COVID year and sat out the last couple of games for Charlton. Didn't want to get yes. injured. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah a bit of a knob. Um, yeah. Glad he's out. <laughs> glad he's now unemployed. Um, it's going to be job done for Forest. Surely their whole game. I mean, you know, yeah. you could argue they finished a place higher than what they were envisaging at the start of the season. Yeah, they went on an awful run as well. So to, to manage to actually stay up is. Testament to um, the hideous looking Steve Cooper. He's done a great he job. Like a, <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's had like a dodgy Botex job job go wrong, doesn't he? Like I don't understand what's going on with his face. Like yeah. he's a, he's a those eyelids are like up here. Like it's an odd looking situation. He, has he been in a car crash and we're making fun of him? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I think we're all right. He's an yeah. incredibly stressed looking man, isn't he? I was quite pleased they had at least one game at the end of the season where they could sort of get the deck chairs and cigars out. <laughs> Cassidy yeah. of Arsenal. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, job done for them, really. Like you say, Chris, that's they're expecting to be in a relegation fight, and they were kind of clear a couple of weeks before, really. I think this summer's going to be just as interesting. You've reeled off quite a list of players who have been released. <laughs> yeah, are they going to replace those players, or they're just going to keep hold of the ones they've got, and you know, maybe you think a more ha- manageable number? You think they have to have a degree of? Um... They've got four uh, right backs in the first team squad. They've got to have a degree of stability now. They can't go and didn't they sign twenty odd players? Or like it was an obscene. They, they can't they go them. and do that again. They can't, but they did lose an awful amount of players last season because I think that they got promoted with a, a, a lot of loan players, didn't they? I was going to say my my yeah. dad he's an he's a Nottingham Forest fan, um, and I think it was a shock to everybody that they came up. Why? Yeah, it was way ahead of where they thought they should be. Uh, I think they were just happy to be in the playoffs, mm. and then obviously to go and win it. And like like Chris well, just said, they wanted. <laughs> sounds like sounds the... like Donald Trump running for president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh, that's that's nice, but it's a bit of a stunt in it. You know, it's yeah, not going to happen. Shit. And then all of a sudden, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing now? And it's happened. And genuinely, I think that's kind of what happened at Forest. Like yeah. like Chris said, they had a lot of players on loan. I think they barely had enough to put eleven players out of of their own team kind of thing. So I think I don't get me wrong, I think there was quite a bit of panic about it. I think they just tried to sign everybody yeah. that they possibly could get their hands on. But you'd like to think that this season the squad's enormous this time round. So now they can actually invest in quality rather than quantity. It needed yeah. some trimming, didn't it? Oh god, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I remember my dad getting excited because uh, they signed Jesse Lingard. I said, "Mate, you've just signed an Instagram star. You've not, you've not <laughs> signed a footballer. You've signed an Instagram star." I think that, like, oh, I, I was expecting because he. That's um, maybe slightly unfair because he had he'd been coming off that great period at West Ham, right? Yeah, but he was an asshole. Or was that the season before? That was the season that like, he went to West Ham and was good, and then he went back to Man United and was. Thought he made it again and turned into an Instagram star again. It was a bit of a, a bit on the periphery. It's it on twenty six players last summer. Has he done something to personally upset you? 
Yeah, he, he, <laughs> just hates he him. Called, he called the Emirates his personal dance floor when he scored for for United. Oh, really? So <laughs> since then, he's just been a cock. And I am loving his career going down the shit, man. <laughs> Weirdly, they don't show a nicer person. Now, now Navas has gone. Henderson, I guess, will go back to Manchester United. Do they need to sign a couple of goalkeepers? They got Wayne Hennessy. I think those were the two that they were being targeted at signing both of them. They wanted oh, yeah. to try and sign Henderson and or Navas. So, yeah, yes, one. they need to sign goalkeepers, but kind of the goalkeepers they had already. Yeah, oh, okay. just re-signed them back. Really. Yeah, um, yeah they've, they've done well. Fair play to them. Um, they didn't talk about Forrest for too long because. Really, who cares? Um, Spot the boy from Mansfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth finished fifteenth. Another team, another team that you thought were dead and buried, right? Yeah. I, I remember talking. I remember talking. Long. I remember talking to a Bournemouth fan in the pub, Chris, which is a perfectly <laughs> normal place to talk to people about football. <laughs> because I was in the pub and the football was on. <laughs> okay. There's nothing weird about that. How are you um, dressed? <laughs> Lederhosen, obviously. I've got to be, I've, been, I've been laughing at the thought of you cosplaying as Jacob Reese Mogg lifting weights all week. <laughs> <laughs> um, just whenever you close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they just got hammered by City. I think they lost 5-1, 5-0 to City. Well, they, were, they were bottom mm. on March the 11th. And he was like, yeah, we're done, we're gone. He, uh, I can't even remember the name of the What's the name of the manager they've got? He hates him, thinks he's rubbish. Gary O'Neill, isn't it? Gary O'Neill. Keep uh, it yeah, yeah. Um, they just they put a run together, didn't they? And it very yeah. much was a run because look at them. I'm looking at their form. Now, they lost their last four games. They got yeah. safe and then sat yeah. on sat the on the pitch yeah, with <laughs> Arsenal. Safer they weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah. They've I mean they've not got a very good squad. They're going to have to invest in the summer because. They pushed it up this year, really. I think Bournemouth finishing fifteenth is like the the absolute miracle of the season. Like they were they were twentieth for me, and quite comfortably. Yeah, like not it wasn't even close. The second miracle of the season, the first being that Lampard managed to somehow get two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to argue against that. Isn't it? <laughs> They've got two strikers in their squad. One of them's Dominic Solanke, and the other one's Kiefer Moore. How have they stayed up? True <laughs> City legend. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. How have they stayed up? Um, Phil Billing as well. He, he sort of turned into some goal-scoring midfielder for about six weeks, didn't he? Yeah, he had a monster run, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are they going to go down uh, next year, though? Because it feels like one of those ones that they, they're really happy about this season. Don't tend to build on it too much and just get pumped next year. I think they were, yeah. And I, I think... I wanted to say this about... But about Forest, that Forest, we're saying about them needing to add quality. They're, they're one that could go either way. They could mm. either, you could, I could see them being like a, a proper sort of mid, around mid table club, and I could also see them being bottom again, or not again, but yeah. And I think that I don't see Bournemouth challenging mid table, but I, there's I a lot. Of play- I see them fighting. There's a lot of players here. I remember from when they got relegated before. I'm looking yeah. at a squad list on transfer market. And, Adam Smith yeah. in the front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Lewis Cupfield, Billing, Jefferson, Lerma. Um, yeah. You know, these are very. These are the players that have been around and got relegated last time. I think they need to. I don't know about ship some of them out, but they definitely need to improve on that. So I went to school. With Adam, I went to contract. school with Adam Smith. Did you? Did you? Different Adam Smith, but 
Also, not the one, not the one with all the economic theories on the twenty pound note. It used to be on the, also a different one. There's, I know at least three Adam Smiths. So Jefferson Lem was out of contract, and he's been like he is gone. Um, it's the invisible hand of the market, Chris. But I know that I don't need to tell you. You know all about that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Junior Stanislas is also out of contract. I didn't realize he was still playing football. Yeah, so that's how I feel every time I watch Inter Milan play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what? Where do we see Bournemouth finishing next season? Uh... I, think, I, think, I think the other thing to consider this season as well, uh, and this applies to pretty much everybody in the league. Everybody's been shit. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> it's not, there's not one team who can come out of this season and say uh, we've had a really good season and we're really happy about it. Really? Right. You, you, you'd argue maybe maybe Bournemouth and Forest are happy about staying up, but but in general, well, Brentford. So, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Arsenal. Man United fans seem a bit up, up uppity, finishing yeah. third and winning nothing. Yeah, I know, but that's what I mean. It's like I just think that this season that it's just been shit. Like, there's not been like one team that have really like gone. Oh, like, there's been bursts. Like, you know, Fulham had a go. Brighton were good for a bit. Brentford had a few weeks where they were great. I know overall, a team. I know a team, Nathan, that was top of the Premier League for like ninety five percent of the season. <laughs> Exactly, and we still yeah. finished second. Like, they were rubbish, were they? They got a trophy yeah. for that, so that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> but the reason why we were top for ninety five percent of the season isn't because we were, you know, yeah, yes, we played well this season, but mm. we had we didn't have to contend with Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea. You know, Newcastle yeah. briefly thought they were coming along, but they weren't. You know, there's been nobody, absolutely no one, has had a, 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 an amazing season. The one thing I born with their goal difference was minus thirty four. The only team worse than that was Southampton. So Nathan's yeah. glass is very much for next season. glass is very much half empty, isn't it? It's the north. <laughs> <laughs> We're always half empty up here. <laughs> half empty, and that and that was rainwater as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> collected from the gutters. Here we're drinking. Here we're drinking bottled water. Bottled smart water. <laughs> yeah. um, West Ham finished fourteenth. Uh, they've made a Europa final, so a fair play to them. It's been good, but it, has, it did, did almost cost them their Premier League status. They were teetering with a couple of weeks to go. They wrestled um, with relegation as well. Yeah, their, their fans seem furious at David Moyes, but also delighted that they're in the European final. So they, they're completely <laughs> torn as to what to do. I mean, if, they, if they win that, that's been a good season for West Ham. It, it has. 14th place in the European trophy. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So, I mean, that's better than a lot of teams. So, yeah. I think if you're a West Ham fan, you should have been take. You should have been happy to take a European trophy, or maybe even a, maybe even even a European final and relegation. Yeah, no one. I know it's Conference League, but no one expected them to get to a final. Surely, like there were some big clubs in that. Well, I think I as think, well. If you, I think if you look at the wage budgets of West Ham compared to mm. lots of other teams in Europe, it doesn't matter if it's Conference League or. Europa League and maybe some Champions League teams but being a Premier League team their budget is enormous you'd kind of expect them to get to the final but yeah. at the same time it, if for, for them as a Premier League club to survive and get to a European final I think it's a good good season for them hmm. yeah the only downside being that they're about to lose their best player to lose their best player yeah <laughs> yeah. Can I, um, can I just I don't get Declan Rice oh you're 100% wrong I don't, I don't see it I, I don't mean, good. and I don't mean that in a derogatory, uh, a derogatory way, like I normally do, Chris. Um, <laughs> you're wrong. Well, not I, how you're normally wrong. 
um is in like it's the com- i have the complete opposite feelings in terms of like um i saw west ham play live a, good, a couple times when i was living in london going to everton games mm. and i can think of two occasions where we went where west ham were absolutely dire and we battered them mm. and declan rice in the flesh was head and shoulders probably the best player on the pitch, never mind the best player in a, in a claret and blue shirt. Um, live, you really do... It does help you get it. Yeah, well, that's... Understand. Yeah, I can, I can get that. I just... I look at... I think he's good. I just see the amount that he is being quoted for and I think... Or the amount 120 of million. That, yeah, I don't I don't see 120 million. But maybe I'm... You know, like you say, you've seen him in real life more than me. So I'm sort of... Annoyingly, go with your opinion. But, you can buy uh, later 150 million right now. But there's also that you do have to accept that there is that people make kind of make fun of the the English player premium, but it it makes a huge degree of sense if you're a Premier League club and you need to have a certain number of English players in your squad. If you can have an absolute premium one who can play in your first eleven instead of having to fill a fringe player with a player who maybe quite isn't as good as another fringe player you could have, yeah. but he'll cover that because he's point apart, yeah. then pay the extra 20 million, the extra 30 million. Like... Or you could develop your own young English talent. Yeah, but the, there, aren't, there aren't a lot of Declan Rice's knocking about. No, that's true. There's not. No. Um, yeah. Well, I, you know, about your better judgment if you've seen him in real life, but I think he's very good. I just don't think he's... He's not a like, um, like a match of the day sort of player, is he? He's I think in the flesh yeah. you see him do everything, mm. but he's not going to ever do anything flash. Like when he plays for England alongside Phillips or Henderson, like they work well as a pair, but neither yeah. of them are going to be the ones that grab the headlines. They're just going to do the work that you need them to do. Yeah, he's Having not making, he's not make a lung busting run and and rifle one in sort of Steven Gerrard style against West against West Ham in an FA Cup <laughs> final, is it? <laughs> I think having said that, though, for for a player in his position, I thought he was player of the match when England beat Germany in the Euros. Yeah, he was sensitive. He was everywhere. He, he was absolutely everywhere. Like, and even if you can get, a, even if you can get sort of that eye catching performance from that position in one game, mm. not to mention a game of that magnitude. Yeah, then you're doing something right, aren't you? You know, that's... And he made that little girl cry as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Where's Did he you make that little girl cry? Do you mean that video I showed of, the, of the little boy? Because that, that's a little boy. No, the little girl that's crying, the little German fangirl, and then somebody on Twitter uh, started a... Um, a right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about that more recent one where he makes that, that little... He goes over to that little boy and he's like, why are you crying? And he's just, I just love you, Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> so Arsenal are the favourites to sign him, 8 to 11, which is yeah. pretty short. Got me feeling good about that knife. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. No more words. Uh, it's just a prize for me. Like, I, I think, uh, Who's your record no, signing? It's not your money. I know. No, you're right. You're right. I, I, do you know what? I don't know who our record sign is. I Maybe. do. Pepe, isn't it? Nicholas I Pepe. do. It's Nicholas Pepe. Yeah. Is oh, he fifty God, million yeah, better than Pepe? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> There you go, you're just going to feel much better about yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Do it, yeah, do it that, do it by that margin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, is he is he worth two Nicholas Pepe's? He's worth four. Excellent. <laughs> it's a bargain. <laughs> it's done deal. Bookie seem to think that's pretty much a done deal. Man, uh, Man United are seven to two, Bayern Munich are nine to two, and then City at 14 to one. Like, 
it seems to be Arsenal or nothing, really. A Chelsea not be mentioned. Chelsea are twenty to one, which is for a player transfer is massive. Chelsea don't have any. Chelsea don't have any money. No, they can offer them. Oh, is it like they might have loads of cash, but they don't like their FFP restrictions? Okay, because of all the money they've spent in the last sort of eighteen months to Mm. yeah, twelve to eighteen months. I mean, there's. Chelsea needs to offload. Chelsea are going to have to do a lot of offloading before they can do any buying. Is FFP and... still a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Depends who you ask. Depends who... <laughs> yeah, we're waiting to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're seeing... Man City's lawyers are going to find out for us. Yeah. Um, Declan Rice is more of only five Englishmen in the West Ham squad. If they do really well next year, they have to start buying loads of fringe England, England, English players for the European quota. Who's the other one? Jared Bowen. Are Jared Bowen. Lingard's available? they're also interested in i mean there's there's a world where they potentially invest this Declan rice money really quite well they go mm. and buy a james madison or a harvey barnes or a yeah. james madison and a harvey barnes uh, jack harrison yeah yeah and and they're not a bad team there's another world where <laughs> <laughs> they spunk it all up the wall and get relegated next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got Kufal. They, they, some, they, some, they somehow get tricked into 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 having Nicholas Pepe as a rake weight in the deal. Oh my god, that would be Places. the best one. Yeah, right, yeah. He places yeah. him as a deep line playmaker. You get Royce for fifty million and Pepe fucks off. Oh, brilliant. It's, it's Nicholas Pepe. I, I say that, but I'm not even sure if he's still an Arsenal player. No. Uh, I think he is. I think he's on. He's board. just been away. He's just been out on loan. Yeah, he's been in France with I want to say Ren, but I might be wrong. <laughs> Sneaking up the door there instead. It's not important, is it? No. Not really, you know. He's over there somewhere, out of the yeah. way. Uh, is, is it Nice? Is it Nice? nice that might be it, yeah. yeah. No, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wolverhampton Wanderers in his 13th. Anyone got anything to say about Wolves? Because they're the most forgettable club in the Premier League for me. I was um, just going to say, that feels like the right place for them, doesn't it? Yeah, especially if they keep finishing 13th. I remember, I remember, I can't remember if it was this season, I think it probably was last season, Chris, but when we um, did like a, a preview pod and just suggested that about nine teams were going to finish 14th. Oh yeah, it was last season. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about these because they've signed an awful lot of players for a lot of money. You reckon Neves is going to go. Nunes, I think, has been linked with a few teams. They're losing... Oh, what's your man up front? Give me this up front. Yeah. Cost is that contract. That, big loss for them. That, yeah, and Lopetegui is not exactly making what sort of the statements about he wants to stay there. If George Vendez gets very bored and clears off. Yeah, fuck um, <laughs> Which he hasn't well, done yet, though. He hasn't done yet, but I don't see what's in it for George Vendez to stay there. Right. What is he getting out of this, really? Apart from money. Like, An obscene amount of money, yeah. He yeah. just keeps selling these players, Chris. They're just a shop window. Yeah, but they get to Wolves and then they're not very good. Yeah. <laughs> but he's already got the money at that point. Well, he's, he's, already, he's, he's already cashed in. He's not <laughs> the thing I find slightly strange about that agreement is when you look at like someone like Nevers, it's like everyone was very sceptical, right, when he joined and they were in the championship. And you're like, why is he going from Porto to a championship team? And everyone, we're all six think- years now. Yeah, it's the length of time he's been there. And the fact that <laughs> Mendes somehow hasn't seemed to, like, massively cash in. Yeah. He's linked with Man United every summer. Yeah, he was being to... linked... He's now being linked to Barcelona, right? But yeah. as part of what Chris is saying there, like, 
one of the supposed ideas of one of the makeweights in the a Nevers deal is is um Anzu Fatty. So what's a good deal? That's a good deal for Wolves. That is true. That is true. Emma's mind will blow up. Um, <laughs> you know, Sue Fatty turning up at Wolverhampton Town Centre <laughs> on his first day with his suitcase and looking around thinking, what on earth has happened here? Yeah. Say, Chris, can, cause you, can you please say Anzu Fatty in your, your, um, <laughs> your, your Wolverhampton accent. accent? Yeah. Anzu Fatty. Anzu Fatty. Anzu Fatty. Oh, like. I can't do it. You can't do it. Simon then. <laughs> Uh, so they've got who they've got out of contract. Uh, Mateus Cunha, uh, the option to buy is that thirty million pounds, which they probably do. Adama Traore is out of contract. Diego Costa and Jean Moutinho. So not massively in trouble, really. Traore never really does anything, does he? Jean Moutinho is about to join into Milan. Yeah, Costa's <laughs> a million years. Your retirement boss has turned up again. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone remember Wolves winning a game this season? No, even we beat. No. <laughs> Didn't they beat Liverpool? They did. Yeah, they did. Other than that, can you remember them winning a game and yet they finished on 41 points? Yeah, 11 wins. I can only remember remember (laughs) one of those. I imagine they got at least one. They they probably won one against Everton. We obviously drew one. They've definitely just traded wins and losses with all the teams around them, haven't they? Really? Yeah. Everton Palace seems to just play each other every week, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Back and forth between them. Do you think there's a glitch, uh, a glitch in the um, <laughs> in the actual fix? If we look at the fixes in any detail, yeah. it's that just was actually 30, noticed. It's just, it's just 38 games of Wolves versus Palace, <laughs> and the other 18 teams playing each other. <laughs> they're so unforgettable. Yeah, they're, they're doing exactly what they need to do to stay in the division, and they'll finish 13th again next year, probably. <clears throat> Let's move on to the position above them, though. 12th position, Chelsea. Chelsea FC. <laughs> So, Adam, <laughs> could you explain to me, as a very thick person without a mass GCSE, where Chelsea stand financially this summer with regards to buying players? Um, I'm not 100% sure, because I know that there's been some sort of uh, <clears throat> remonstrations about these ludicrous contracts that they've been offering to players, like the Enzo Fernandez eight-year deal. Um, so basically in terms of like obviously FFP is done on a on a, like an accounting basis not on a cash basis or anything like that so the way that you account for that is you uh, release you essentially put a portion the transfer fee over the length of the contract and they're saying like eight years isn't a real contract you're this is yeah. you can't you can't spread that over eight years uh, the minimum you have to do it over is five you'd have to look into all of the You'd have to look into quite a lot of detail to know where they stand, but look at just look at this. I think from sort of a very layman perspective, look at the size of their squad. Look it's, at some of the money. Those, look at some of the money those players are going to be on. They're going to need to be getting some players out of there, and that's before you think about whether Pochettino himself wants to take an axe to it anyway. In the last three seasons, since the 2021 season, they spent a billion euros on that squad. In the last three years? Yeah. And I can't think of many like <laughs> big money signings out of there either. Like, it's no. Not like that's, it's not like that's going to be offset against lots of money. So 2021, they spent 247 million euros and received 57 back. Um, 35 of that was for Alvaro Morata. Um, last season spent 118 and got 148 back. So fair enough, they got some big money for Abraham and Zuma, I guess. 
Uh, this is season, that it? How did they get 140 million for Abraham and Zuma? Uh, 40 for Abraham's, 30 wow. for Zuma, 31 for Tamore, 25 for Mark Gahey. And yeah, that was really it. Um, I mean, to be fair to Chelsea, a lot of their their policy around this is sort of like they they are sort of like a uh, a player trading business first and a football club second. <laughs> yeah. um, what happens on the pitch is irrelevant, really. They do bring through a lot of players <laughs> who, who get moved on and don't actually play for Chelsea. Um, so this season, six hundred and eleven point four nine billion uh, million euros, might as well be billion um, <laughs> spent. Sixty-seven million euros bought in. Twenty million got... of that on Timo Werner. Yeah, I'm looking at the players. So I, I guess Mendy or Kepper. Do they need to keep both of those? Well, the idea, team? I think, the, the stuff I've read is that Kepper has managed to sort of win that battle, and they think that. Kepa's yes. the one. Kepa's the one most likely to be kept instead of Mendy. Yeah, your two left backs are. Well, you've got three left backs. You've got Cucurello, Chilwell, Lewis Hall. Um, Lewis Hall's really two... highly rated, but probably yeah. And the, and the other two, and the other two cost fifty million euros <laughs> each. Yeah, exactly. So you're, um, you, you've got multiple expensive players who other teams might not want to buy. Uh, because of their wage demands, it covering the same positions. Kovacic yeah. might be going to Man City, might he? Yeah. <laughs> Last all. season, no, what, what he's considered to be something of a, a possible like Gundogan replacement, isn't he? That mm. doesn't um, seem very City though. He's twenty nine. No, it doesn't. You're right, but mm. neither was neither was Gundogan. Yeah, Gundogan was on the later stages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's definitely like I just yeah. can't believe this squad that they have not got a centre forward. How have you spent that much money? And not got a number nine. Well, they have got one. He's playing in the Champions League final next week. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Completely. They've actually, they've actually signed this guy twice. So it's, the fact <laughs> that they can't work it out is ridiculous. So, according to transfer market, they've got Bamiang, Fafana, and Broker. I mean, Broker did okay at Southampton. He's not really had the chances this season. He got injured, didn't he? He was, oh, out, he did, he, yeah. he was out most of the season with a cruciate, I think. Yeah, he oh, got okay. a bad one, didn't he? Um, um, I think that there's. The remnants of a very good squad here. Um, that Pochettino could, I think, if Pochettino can can hack out a lot, what he considers to be a lot of the dead wood, I think that Chelsea could, um, frustratingly bounce back quite quickly. So Mason Mount seems to be the first player out the door, doesn't he? What yeah, seen. seems like he's going to go to Manchester United. I'd assume. Delighted that Arsenal are in that race anymore. <laughs> I was absolutely mortified when we were linked with him. Is he uh, bad? Is it... Everyone says how shit he is. I don't think I'm I missing something. Is he a really bad player? No, I really rate Mason Mount. Yeah, I, I don't get the, the key is to see him in the flesh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> my local village football team doesn't have Mason Mount or Declan Rice play for them. They don't turn up very often, do they? No, no. <laughs> I, I miss those preseason. Mason Mount neck of the woods, and he's from Portsmouth, I think. He oh, is, is it? It? Oh, Petersfield, I think. Yeah. Um, Nathan, why wouldn't you want him anywhere near your club? Um, I think he's shit. And <laughs> in where what do way? You... Just in the bad, what... in the bad at football way, I imagine. No, but what does he not do that you don't like? Um, I think he's. I don't. Th- I don't. I just don't think he's as good. He's just one of the most overhyped play- players in the world. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see anything. That makes him a world class player. That's perfect for Man United. I don't exactly. Exactly. I I don't want exactly. <laughs> to sound slightly condescending here. 
Um, I, lo- I love to, but I don't want to. <laughs> um, I think that a, a lot of the really good stuff that Mason Mount does, um, us sort of laymen just watching a game of football casually as opposed to analysing a game of football don't really see. I think that he's really intelligent in, like, pressing. I think, he, like, he's supposed to be very, like the stories you hear about him being very tactically versatile and very switched on and sort of like you can give him a large amount of instructions and he can do do what you want with it. I think that... He starts every these, game for England, doesn't he? That's why these sort of like elite managers, I think that like... I think that like if you gave him to Guardiola, he I don't think if he went to City, I don't think that he would have one of these... Um, Sort seasons. of like sabbatical seasons, <laughs> like 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 Philip, like, like yeah. what? But not just Phillips, like yeah, like Phillips <laughs> and um, Rodri and Grealish. Like I think he would slot straight in. I think he's, I think that he isn't Nathan like a player who's like dripping in end products. So he's not one where you're like ringing in the fantasy football points or. Mm. But I think he's a great role player in a team. I, th- I think the other thing, the other thing for me as well is I'm probably probably being massively harsh, but I, I just don't see it in him. But the other thing that confuses me about him is where does he play? What do you do with Mason Mount? I don't. I think that's an interesting point about where he would play for Arsenal because he'd play where Ars- he'd get a place. <laughs> because Arsenal play more of a, but he's not even like that straight up ten either. No. He's like a. He's like a number eight who needs to play alongside another another number eight. So mm. like he could be the he could be like Gundogan for for City playing alongside De Bruyne, but I don't he I don't think he can fully play where where Odegaard plays. But I also don't think I don't think his role exists in Arteta's setup at the moment. No, definitely not. Definitely or Chelsea's, not. it seems. Well, yeah, at, definitely not in Chelsea's. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody fits at, into Chelsea, do they? <laughs> look at this the Chelsea. Look at this Chelsea team. They've got eight players, thirty and over. Uh, I don't know how many of those are out of contract, but you're not going to make a lot of money back on them. And if they're not out of contract this summer, why would you, as another team, want to buy them? Mm. Eight players, thirty or over, right? Also, Babar Ahmed's still there. Um, Is he? Yeah. <laughs> The only ones they've got out of contract, Angelo Kante, who's yeah. 32. Um, Jao Felix, but then he's not really their player, is he? No. No, and uh, Denis Sakari, who's on loan. So Kante's the only one, and he will probably leave on a free. Yeah, so you've got Ziek, Betanelli, Mendy, Koulibaly, Aspilicueta, Abameyang, and Silva. Aspilicueta's all never going to leave. No, all over 30 and still there. No one's going to want to take them off your hands, are they? No, they're going to be forced to sell someone like Reese James, and I don't know how Ruben Loftus Cheek is still there, and Conor Gallagher is probably going to move as well because they're more sellable assets, aren't they? Yeah, but Pochettino's sitch as well. Could you not see? Could you not see Conor Gallagher being like that? Almost maybe being like Poch's like Deli Ali Mark II. I don't know. I'm I'm very much in the Nathan Campbell Mason Mount with um, Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher. I don't know what he does. And what well, the, the thing, the, I think the the reason people love Conor, Conor Gallagher that's more obvious than maybe even Mason Mount is that when he was at Palace, he scored a lot of goals. Yeah, <laughs> he's good in a bad team, I think. But then is Pochettino going to want young, talented players sold from underneath him? No, he has much choice. He wants, to get, rid, he wants to get rid of the, he wants to get rid of the older players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm, he's, he's, sort of he's at Chelsea 22. now, though. Tough shit. <laughs> you yeah. never say what happens. <laughs> well, the, the worst thing that can happen for Chelsea, and you'd think that. 
like Pochettino did a great job of building up uh, a great reputation for himself at, at Spurs, right? And mm. then he's gone to PSG and it's it didn't go so well. <laughs> and I think people are willing to say, right, that's PSG, that's a bit of a basket case. But then he's gone straight into another basket case. <laughs> like, you'd have to think if you were Poch that you'd have, like, some quite... Or, or like, Poch's representation, you need some quite big reassurance that you're not... I mean, the, this... Mm. Stories are supposed to be that Todd Burley's going to take a more backseat approach, which is needed because his front seat approach was essentially <laughs> getting getting tricked into buying any player anyone else wanted. Yeah, if they said they wanted him, he was like, "Well, I'll offer twenty million more." It was very much sort of like the um, the um, apocryphal story of uh, the Seth Johnson contract. Yeah, thirty minute, thirty grand a week, yeah. thirty five grand a week. <laughs> Arsenal played a right blinder with that Mudrick deal uh, to get him to go to Chelsea for that much money. Yeah. <laughs> sign, sign of the season. Yeah, the signing was. of the season for us was not signing Mudrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, the 11th place team and the final one for this podcast, Crystal Palace. Um, solid season. They looked in danger when Patrick Vieira was in charge, brought, brought Roy back from his I think, um, retirement I home. Think, I think they sacked Vieira prematurely. I don't think they needed to get rid of him. I think they would have been fine. Because there's mm-hmm. definitely three worst teams, but yeah, Roy's just reinvigorated them and they play some incredible attacking football. Which yeah, but those vitamin B12, those, those vitamin B12 injections aren't going to keep Roy invigorated <laughs> that long, are they? He's not got tw- he's not got a 38 game season in him. <laughs> They've got 11 players out of contract this summer, um, including Wilf Zaha, yeah. Jeffrey Schlupp, who can't leave ever leave Crystal Palace. What? Jordan, are you? He can't leave. He has to play every game for them. Um, Nathaniel Klein, Luca Mihailovic, Joel Ward, James Tompkins, James McCarthy. That's the that's the core of their team, isn't it? I was going to say that's their starting eleven. Isn't it? <laughs> that's I'm aware, that is their starting eleven. Is that the same James McCarthy? It is the very same. Wait, is that mean McCarthy and McCarthy won't be together? Yeah. <laughs> but they had this. How have they managed this? Because, and Probably. I say that I say that because. Wasn't the situation like when Vieira took over, which must have only been eight, like two years ago now, when mm. he took over, they'd lost like their entire squad. And yeah. they basically had a brand new, for, they had like 10 new players and Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, basically. And now... Just short short contracts. Two years later, they managed to get themselves in exactly the same situation. Could finally um, be Will Hughes' time to shine, the young just, prospect. He's <laughs> 29 now. Just hypothetically... What what would happen to the Premier League if a manager died in situ? Like, like... <laughs> Sam Allardyce take his job next week. You don't think we'd have? We wouldn't even have a week off. There'd be no. They'd just be on to the next one. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Pretty weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. To be fair, Jock, a bit of minute Jock. silence, which the Liverpool fans would do, and then <laughs> especially, on. especially this case. Yeah, another situation where Liverpool can rub their hands together and boo a minute silence. <laughs> Hang on a minute. That's a bit unfair. I remember Leeds booing a minute silence. Who's that booing a minute silence for? Matt Busby, wasn't it? They booed Chris. Chris, Chris, it would be a minute silence for the death of Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Liverpool fans love him, right? Of course Liverpool fans will boo it. No, they won't. It's not like Prince Charles dying or something. <laughs> they boo that. <laughs> That's King Charles to you? King Charles, yeah. Oh, yeah, King Charles. Sorry, it's treason. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see that. This could be my last podcast. <laughs> Um, it's going to be eleven gonna... next year, aren't they? No, no. It was going to be so important to what um, 
what happens with Zaha. Mm. Does he leave though? Because he's tried this before and it didn't work, did it? Well, that's the thing now is I kind of wonder with him, like, is his race run? Like, I know he's going to be a free agent, so he can go wherever he wants. Is there going to be any interest from someone who he wants to be interested in him? So looking at the betting, the, the, the shortest odds are to stay at Palace and it's at Chelsea, Arsenal, Villa, Fenerbahce. Uh, We've been with Zaha since he left United, to be yeah, fair. So that's, yeah. just, that's just laziness, that, for, on the betting odds. Palace have offered him £200,000 a week. Is he going to get that somewhere else? I mean, is he is he literally become assimilated like the Borg? He'd get it, he'd get it in Turkey, forever. wouldn't he? Or Saudi but, Arabia or somewhere. Or Chelsea. But why do you go to Chelsea? Why do you go to Turkey? Why do you go to Villa? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I know Villa in Europe. Conference League. Why, why don't... Europe. <laughs> is it? Well, that's a bit of a, that's a hot, that is a hot topic, Chris. Is it in Europe, eh? Hey? Bits of it are. Yeah. <laughs> Depends whereabouts in Istanbul he lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, you've, like you say, you've already left. Why not just, why not just die a, not literally die like Hodgson, but yeah, <laughs> metaphorically. Why not metaphorically die a club legend at Palace? Yeah. yeah. He's 30 now as well. What have you got to, like, maybe at 30, you still think, I've got three or four good years left in me. I can go and play Champions I, I, League football. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think at that age, he's thinking, I've got one move. One big I've got money one move big somewhere. one. Yeah, yeah, I've got one big one. And that's it. Yeah. Where are Newcastle? Not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that's going to be his ten to process. Yeah. Newcastle are 10 to 1. Same as PSG. Could you imagine a replacing uh, forward line of Alessandro Maximum and Zaha next season? That would be fabulous. Chris, can you say Wilfred Zaha in a Geordie accent? Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> the two Bambis on ice up there would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would be, be brilliant to watch. <laughs> There won't be enough tape left in the entire northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Bandages shortage in Newcastle. Um, yeah. is, Roy, is Roy staying at Palace? No, I don't think so. Is he not? Because there's def- no odds for a next manager. I wouldn't, <laughs> say, I wouldn't take it off the table, you know. I definitely wouldn't take that bet off the table. Yeah, there is no odds for a next manager of Crystal Palace. He was really hate his wife. <laughs> Him and Neil Warnock, they got a little WhatsApp group together. 73 years old and you don't want to sit at home keep your feet warm you want to be out of the house away from your family <laughs> just in that whatsapp group Neil Warnock signs for Huddersfield and Roy Hodgson's gone you bastard I'm going to have to come out now aren't I <laughs> <laughs> we had an agreement yeah <laughs> I thought we were going fishing on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> right that is the uh, the bottom half of the Premier League reviewed. Let's have a quick preview of the uh, FA Cup final, shall we? It's an all-Manchester affair in Wembley, because that makes sense. Um, on a train strike. On a train strike weekend. Brilliant. <laughs> it's going to be great fun. Um, Sorry, just quickly on Roy Hodgson. He's had 22 jobs. Not, inclu- not including any of his, his free caretaker assistants. So 25 jobs. Is he the Trevor Benjamin of management? <laughs> His first anyway, managerial job was 1976. That is insane. Anyway, straight back to the to the FA Cup final. I've, I've derailed it. Whee! Who's going to win? City, right? Yeah. No. What? I don't know. I think this is much harder to call than just sort of saying City at the top of your head. United, I, I didn't realise this until I listened to Football Weekly, but United beat City in January. I think United will be 
very much up for this being a cup final and they can derail their nearest neighbours treble chances. Um, well, you were telling me last week, Chris, how important cup finals are and how everyone is. Yeah. It's just cup final, cup final, cup final. That's exactly. That's what they think about. I mean, it's the last game of the season for United. They've got less to lose with regards to going flying into tackles and things. Um, and I am looking forward to lots of grown men behaviour. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think this is as cut as dry as going, oh, yeah, it's going to be City. City are fully fit. They've got no injuries at all. Uh, Man yeah. United are missing. Anthony Martial seems to be their only one, really. And Anthony may be be available. I don't, well, think, he'll be, I don't think he'll be available, seeing how, yeah, he, went, like, how, he, how he went off in, the, um, in that Chelsea game. Yeah. And you'd rather have gone at you than Martial, wouldn't you? But I don't think Martial would have started anyway. I think you'll start with it would if if it was fit, it would have been Rashford, Sancho, and um, Greenwood and and Anthony. Greenwood. <laughs> I think he's trying for a return next season. Chris, just you wait. Probably playing for Forest. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they name him as a sub tomorrow. I think any club was going to do I, it. It'd be that one. <laughs> I think. With it being a cup final and a derby, it kind of makes you think twice about just going Man City. But I think if we're all really honest with ourselves, if any sort of Man City team turn up and decide that they want to play, they beat anyone in the world. It just doesn't matter who they, who's put in front of them. I I think, uh, yes. But I think the paradigm has slightly shifted with Manchester United now in terms of like they have a, a, a grown-up manager in the room who can do... Good managery things <laughs> <laughs> instead of insert whoever was manager for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so I think that they'll have a plan and be organized and they'll put out some good football. I think it'll be a really good, I think it could be a really good game or it could be a really funny game and Casemiro could do some wild shit. <laughs> just tries to hobble Haaland just to ruin their treble chances. So Martinez is injured. So who do you think they're going to go with at the back? Um, Harry, give Harry a send off. Is is Rafa him is, off, aren't they? Is Varane fit? fit? Yeah, he's fit. Did Varane play on on Sunday? I don't know. Maguire, Phil Jones. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, testimonial. They've for got. Them. They've got. They've also got Lindelof. Yeah, they have, and they've been playing short at centre back, haven't they? In a three. Yeah. So they, risky they might, against Erling Haaland. Not as a if they if you play a three. Yeah, I feel like he would just pick on Shaw, though, constantly. Drift over to hit that sort of side. How pacey is Malassia? Could you have him up against Kyle Walker and force Kyle Walker back again? Nothing forces Kyle Walker back, Chris. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, be some top freak, but yeah, he is a freak. When, did you not see the stories about him wanting to go up against Vinicius Juniors to show how fast he was? Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay, Kyle? <laughs> Who hurt, I think, who hurt you as a child? <laughs> I mean, it will probably be City, but I don't think on a one-off occasion like this with United having a history behind them wanting to deny City an equal history, I don't think it's beyond sort of imagination to sort of say United could win this. You get five to one on Man United to win it. You can make pretty good money on this at the minute. Mm. I, I completely agree with you, Chris, and I think that that's another aspect you've got on there is how... Feisty it could be 
from the United fans is that I think that this means actually this that makes it mean so much more to Manchester United fans mm. as in they don't want City to be in a position to do something only they have done. Mm. I imagine even if they were playing, if it was Manchester City versus Liverpool, I would be far more confident in saying City would win because it's United and what's on the line. I'm less confident at saying City. Well, I, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, it's fair. I think that. I can just, it's just, I just can't see anything but them winning the full trouble this season. I think that's why as... I say it is because I stand by my, um, my sort of soothsaying that I've been saying for like months now that I see Erlen Haaland scoring a brace against in the Champions League final as they win a treble with everyone still claiming it, he somehow makes them worse. Yeah. I mean, United fans claiming that it's not as special as their treble because somehow it wouldn't be a special. Because really they've got 115 Premier League trash. When football began in 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the most recent fixtures between these two, City have beaten them 4-1, 6-3. Uh, Man United have won 2-1. That's the last four game, three games between them. So City have got the goals in them to, to absolutely batter them if they want to, really. 2nd of October 2022, which would have been this season. Yeah, 6-3 to Man City. So when sorry, when was the October twenty two? Uh, so that would have been when United started start badly in against Brighton and, and Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, they had that terrible start, and they were just sort of getting it together from there. You, they won in January when they've had a few more months to work under Ten Hag. I think. Yeah. I think you're going to see a different United than what you did in October when they played that game. Yeah, should be a good game. Can we move on? Because Chris keeps making good points, is making me uneasy. Because <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything but agree with him. These aren't mine. These are the lads from the uh, the car wash. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's an, it's an all bald final as well, so I'm well on board for that. Both managers. Yeah. Let's um quickly the, before we do finish. I've got also some... just sorry, just add on, just a little bit like not just an all bald, all bald final, but sort of like Ten Hag used to work under under Guardiola. He was the the Bayern. Reserve team manager when he was yeah. he was there. So the original this one, is uh, this is a meeting stuff. of a slight meeting of minds. A sort of yeah, <laughs> a coaching tree situation. Yeah, we saw what Pep did to Arteta this season. Um, transfers. Thanks for that. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Players to sign for clubs before the third of September, which is when the window shuts. Um, Lionel Messi is is leaving PSG. Where is he going? You keep saying Barcelona. Um, Somewhere that doesn't matter. Like yeah. <laughs> Like, heard... like he was going to fall off the radar. Off my, off the radar. At best, he goes to M- MLS and stays slightly on the radar. At worst, he goes to Saudi Arabia. And people are saying um, into Miami now. They sat Phil Neville. I, I heard... <laughs> Do you think that's the reason? They, had to... <laughs> <laughs> they got through. They they got they got hold of Messi's agent. They asked for his demands, and it just all it came, all that came through was a fax that just yeah. said, <laughs> said sack this man. He's yeah. desperate to play with Ryan Shawcross. He just doesn't want to play <laughs> in the Phil Neville. A photo of Phil Neville eating Del Monte. <laughs> I heard a crazy suggestion that into Miami we're going to sign him, but warn him back to Barcelona, and that's this. how that's how Barcelona were going to get around the whole La Liga not signing anybody think they were going to yeah. Barcelona were in on the deal so I don't they said, think... to, they said to Inter Miami you go get him and you can have him after we finish with him I don't think Barcelona wants him I think if, to I, I actually think if Arsenal have anything sorry if um, Barcelona have anything about them they shouldn't want him 
Yeah. You should go have a, a very glorious swan song in Argentina. Go play for, for New Hours. What's going to happen to Harvey Neville now? His dad's not there. I mean, he's been to Man United, Man City, Valencia, and Man United now into, into Miami. What's he going to do now? <laughs> he's going to be stuck, isn't he? He's going to lead a great life. Um, so that's. Everton manager. That's <laughs> <laughs> Messi. Harry Kane. Is he going to leave Tottenham? Yes. He should leave Tottenham, shouldn't he? Where's he going? Man United? Manchester United. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tottenham fans can live well, in denial, but he's going to go there. Although, my only thing is. Um, I know we talked about this on the WhatsApp group. Why would the Glazers chuck in a hundred million dollars of their money if they're looking to sell the club? Because it's one, it's never been their money. <laughs> okay, well, it's the it's, debt, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's, well, it's, no, it's just Manchester United's money, right? Yeah, it's their working budget. They're not, every, they're, if this isn't constant invested money, this is money Manchester United have. Okay, um, I would, I, I would expect that, would not expect there will be when. Uh, the Qataris and Ineos and if any of the others have been sort of like doing any of their due diligence and been shown the books and stuff, they would have been shown as part of that, there would have been budgets presented to them for next season, maybe varying budgets to, at that time, depending on saying, like, oh, if we finish in the Champions League, this will be the budget. If we finish if we finish in the Europa League, this will be the budget. And they would have a uh, money around their sort of shown for this is what we're going to spend on this is um, this is the money allocated for for transfers what's what will be more interesting about that is say they have said right there's 100 million pounds net to spend on players it will actually be what would be more interesting is from a eric ten Hag situation and then the rest and then up is sort of like well if they say to eric ten Hag, well also you can spend any money that you bring in um who signs off the selling of Harry Maguire for 20 million in when he has a book value of 80 like they bought yeah. him for 80 million and that has a um a material impact on the sort of like the the balance sheet of Manchester United um i suppose hopefully the best news for Manchester United from that perspective would be maybe like a situation where they can get to like a preferential bidder so they ha- they can mm. narrow it down to one person and then it's just a case of finalising the details. And then perhaps they can get to a situation where some of these things are like a dual sign-off that's sort of like the Glazers say, yeah, we can, we're we happy to sell Maguire for this. And they then go to, to Ratcliffe and say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we want to do. It's going to be your club. Are you happy with that? A little bit like when you have like the president-elect. Yeah. There you go, Chris. Did that help? Yeah, it did. Thank you. There you go. So came to Man United. Um, Alexis McAllister to Liverpool, Chris? Oh, yes, please. Everyone seems, to to think, everyone seems to think that's done, so I, I just assume it is done. One to ten yeah. on Skybet, well, yeah. Um, yeah, so I would also just say the words Nabil Fekir, who was photographed in a Liverpool shirt with a Liverpool squad number, and it all still went tipped up when the medical <laughs> didn't come through. So. Well, that, was, that was specifically because of a medical. Yes. What I would say is I would always <laughs> take the idea of... As I say that, as I say, oh, this is, seems to be all over the media. I can't see how this wouldn't be. Um, and then you suggest that 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 media that's putting that out is owned by the is owned by the same people who are putting those bets together. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cristiano Ronaldo, seen a move from Saudi Arabia? PSG are interested. Could no, replace he could replace he's Messi. Imagine that. He's not having a happy time. They lost the league, didn't they? Yeah. I think Nuno is the champion. Uh, the manager over there. <laughs> he um, is. I can't see. Uh, I can't again. 
rumor has it that PSG want to pull superstars, right? And mm. and just put all their eggs in the Mbappe basket instead of they want to get rid of Neymar, they want to get rid of Messi. I don't see a situation where they then think, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo is the one. <laughs> be funny though. Um, it seems that like David Ray is off to Tottenham, the Brentford goalkeeper. Maurice is done, isn't he, at Tottenham? They yeah. need a keeper. It's going to be Raya or Martin, as you'd expect, probably. Yeah. Um, Harry Maguire, he's favoured to join Aston Villa currently. That would be it's... Simon. Wow. <laughs> Tyrone Mings I... and Harry Maguire. How much I... do you pay for Harry Maguire? Mm. I've seen reports that they're going to pay him off, pay him £10 million to leave, basically. Well, I can <laughs> see a situation where Man City have to pay him. So. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fucked up in Man City. After <laughs> um, can't see that happening. That's odd. That's um, a whole new layer to the FFP kit. Right yeah. there, isn't it? <laughs> I can see a situation where Manchester United have to pay wages because no one's going to pay him what he's on wages wise. Yeah. But what do you pay transfer fee wise for him? Thirty million pounds. That sounds yeah, a lot. Hard, does it? Does sound like a lot, but 15, also twenty. <laughs> Also, Gareth Southgate loves him, so he's an England starter. So you start talking about English tax again. Yeah. <laughs> 30 million starts to become quite a realistic number. I mean, he's 30 as well. He's mm-hmm. Okay, maybe not 30 million then. Yeah. Yeah, but Thiago Silva's 38 and I'd spend 30 million on him. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's a gulf of difference. I was just saying that age <laughs> as a defender doesn't really... It's actually better when they're over 30. You think you don't of really like is... a defender, yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, surely leaving Southampton now they're in the Championship. Newcastle, the favourite team. Smacks Brighton. Brighton are in there. That would be nice. Replacement from um, Alexis McAllister. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Or West Ham as a replacement for Declan Rice. Yeah, those are the top three teams, Newcastle, Brighton and West Ham. Uh, and then Tottenham, don't go to Tottenham. It's the most obvious yeah. move and it'll ruin your career. It does seem like a very obvious Tottenham move. Yeah. Tottenham player, but that feels, that feels like a 2004 me thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Walker, he's not even City. That's the rubbish one. Um, who else we got on there? Ollie Watkins, he won't leave. Paul Pogba, is Man United a top favourite? No, they're not. Oh. Uh, MLS. MLS is apparently where Pogba's going to go if he goes anywhere. Sounds yeah. about right, doesn't it? Yeah. How old is Paul Pogba? He's got to be, he can't be old enough to be going to... He's probably younger than we think he is, isn't he? Tammy Abraham's favourite to go to Villa. Why? When Ollie Watkins has just had the season he's had. Yeah. That's a strange one. I don't, I don't feel like... I might be wrong, but I don't feel like Tammy Abraham improves Aston Villa. No. And your lad from um, Napoli, Chris. What's his face? Victor. Ossiman. Ossiman, Sorry, yeah. t- Tammy Abraham scored a lot of goals for, for a moment, right? I think he's... I'm surprised that clubs as low as Villa are looking at Abraham. Yeah, it's Villa, Newcastle, West Ham. He scored 25 in the 74 for Roma. Yeah, which in one in three. Syria, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Osterman, Chelsea are the favourites, which would make sense to sign an actual striker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but thought United. There's Chelsea currently. United are pretty pretty close by in the, in the betting odds there as well. And then Yuri Tillman's. Um, when I was um, Liverpool. Uh, this was obviously last week's news, Chris. That I didn't give to you from the hot from the gym floor. Oh yeah. Um, 
but the suggestion from 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 from, from old Connor F on the as he's lifting his uh, shifting lifting and shifting his dumbbells, banging and banging, um, is uh, that he thinks that he won't go anywhere. He points back to sort of he says like, think about the thing with Napoli is think about how long. Um, they are very hard negotiators when it comes to selling their players. Look at Gourbali, how long, how many seasons was he linked with a move away from yeah. from Naples and he never went because people weren't willing to pay the money. Um, yeah, I think Wayne cost Juve a fair amount, but the only thing is Spalletti's gone, hasn't he? This yeah, week. but I'm talking about this is a, a, this must be an ownership level, right? Yeah. But yeah, the Napoli owner's notorious, isn't it? Right. So he's going to be a very pretty penny. Chelsea don't have it. <laughs> like, they just don't. You can offer all their fringe players. I keep saying they've got the cash, but they have. I don't see a world where Chelsea can pull it together. Yeah. Um, who else in the Premier League? Newcastle. But they've not really been mentioned around him, have they? But also, why do, New- do Newcastle need him? They've got... <laughs> He's not well, he... most of them scoring goals, wouldn't they? So. Yeah, well, he's and, um, getting on a bit. And Chris Wood's coming back from his loan at Forest, isn't he? So yeah, but um, they've got <laughs> they've yeah. got um, they've got Isaac, haven't they? So yeah, like yeah, I think I'd be looking towards him. Maybe you say that this guy's so good that it's like a a generational talent situation. You need to buy him, but. Hmm. Manchester United only need one striker. Sure, yeah, Man United are there. Bayern Munich. Man United can only facilitate buying one striker. Surely, <laughs> um, I can't yeah. see Arsenal don't need a striker. Chelsea can't afford a striker. Liverpool don't need a striker. Tottenham's buying for shits and giggles. Sit on the bench. Tottenham need a replacement, but um, you don't want Champions League football. The whole talk has been about wanting Champions League football. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. Is I want to go and play in the Champions League, so that rules Tottenham out. Might be a Real Madrid signing. Maybe replacement cash. for be- like a long term replacement for Benzema. Well, they're mm. going for Bellingham, aren't they? So can they afford both? They'll find a Robin way. I'm still <laughs> slightly suspicious. I, I, I wonder. I wonder whether there's a touch of the, not to say he's going to fail a medical, but I wonder if there's a touch of the fakirs about this. This Bellingham. You can still get odds on Bellingham to sign for another club. Mm. Um, I'm, Man City, I would, Liverpool. I, I would just like to state for the record that I got the Borussia Dortmund prediction right last week. You did, yeah. I did. I said they would Dortmund it up. Um, <laughs> I did. I can still see. A, I can see a world where he's the Man City's target, and he's he is the uh, he's not just the, the replacement for. But he'll quite good to him, but he's the uh, the improvement, and they're even better. Yeah. If they sign Drew Bellingham, I'm not bothering next season. Yep. <laughs> 19, <laughs> 19 other teams need not bother. Yeah. A, just... mid, a midfield three of Rodri, Bellingham and De Bruyne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm in the championship, to be honest. <laughs> Safe, it's safer there. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's bring this to an end. We're almost at two hours. It's a long podcast. Um, the, These boys will be back next week with another um, podcast to review the top half of the table. Now, if you get to talk about Arsenal... How proud Yay. of the boys you are! Um, Very. We've, heard, <laughs> we've heard he's not at all because they've been shit. Apparently, Christian talk, <laughs> talk about his love for Bobby Firmino for the last time before he gets I'm going to have to spend my time talking Nathan off a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these guys will be back next week. Um, Chris and 
sorry, Ali, Dave, Simon, and Carl, and the, those lads are finished for the summer. They were back with some odd uh, sort of uh, quiz show podcast at some point. Uh, but they're going to have a break while Carl recovers and uh, his girlfriend gets to go to a baby, and Dave gets some time with his new children and all sorts of stuff. They're all busy boys. Simon lives his life of luxury. Um, why is why is Kyle recovering? He's not the one giving birth. <laughs> no, he sees it's, it. It's, yeah, it's stressful. Yeah. He sees it. It's very stressful. Believe me, yeah, for my, but, for my but, first, I was down the head end. It's something you know. Sorry, I wasn't down the head end. I was down the business end. It's not something you want to see. But there's the there's, see, there's seeing it, Chris, and there's having the stitches in your own body. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. And if you slip the doctor a tenner, he'll do uh, an extra couple of stitches, which is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we doing women's world cup podcast I mean that's on you if you okay. want <laughs> you can just you can organise that between yourselves okay, okay. Um, I will not be appearing on those um, that's <laughs> bloody women in their football we can, Chris it. I think we can at least we can uh, we can agree this is uh, as an on air production meeting we can we can agree to at least try and do some right I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Good. I'm in. What have we got, we got Jesse and Emery for, if not for this rare occasion of a Women's World Cup? Well, I have an external candidate as well, he was asked. Mm, okay. Look at that. Yeah. Were they, uh, was that from the tip or from the bus stop? <laughs> no, this is uh, one of the first ladies of uh, of Man on the Post. So, um, uh, plus Laura. from the past. Is it Laura? Might be. Laura Bannister for Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <That's very> <laughs> well, That's all it'll be. I, I got her at a very delirious and happy time after they won, so she pretty much agreed to anything. So, yeah. You know how to woo them, Chris. Don't you? <laughs> um, that, sounds, that sounds like Chris's, Chris's um, dating approach through university. <laughs> so I met them in drama school, and I, they followed me back on Twitter, and then I got them a job at the <laughs> studio and showed them. Don't kill yourself. Um, where can they find you on Twitter, Nath? I am at FMCM underscore FC. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? At Sietchingham77. <laughs> and if Adam catches breath, where can they find our podcast, Adam? Not this one, the other one we do. With a new episode out this week. There is a new episode out this week. Uh, Chris, tell us about the episode. It's Taylor Swift. It is. <laughs> yeah. I have questions off here. Okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really actually I really enjoyed it. Um I think the pair of you would have been completely done uh, sort of done within about five minutes if it wasn't for your special guest. She was very yeah. good. I have five Taylor Swift songs that I know and uh, it would have been a very short uh, playlist for me. <laughs> um but that's at Perth Tempod. You can find out me and Adam do a, a monthly podcast all talking about music. Um yeah, we will well these guys will be back next week. Uh until then you can find us at Man of the Post on Twitter, Man of the Post on all the podcast platforms just like subscribe review do all that sort of stuff go into your local app store subscribe to the podcast on all those devices um and yeah <laughs> leave us a five-star rating review who knows we might get some fridge magnets back out there into the, uh, the into the wild <laughs> maybe um until then it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from knife goodbye goodbye from chris goodbye goodbye from adam Bye. and until next week always remember to keep your man on the post one two three